0: Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be looking at Psalm chapter 46. Psalm chapter 46. And of course the scripture reading today is Psalm chapter 46 through chapter 50. Psalm chapter 46 through chapter 50. Uh, this, is, uh, this has been a fun adventure so far through the book of Psalms here in a month and 30 days. Uh, that's five chapters a day. And it's it, it's really been interesting. I really enjoy doing this reading plan specifically. Um, I've done a lot of different reading plans through the Book of Psalms before, but this one, th- this one just seems to be um, one of my favorite to go five chapters at a time straight through like this. I've done it before where you read, like um, I-, I think it's chapter 1, chapter 10, or it'd be chapter 1, chapter 11, chapter 21, chapter 31, chapter 41 and chapter 51 together. And then you do the same with chapter 2, 2, 12, uh 22, 32, 42, 52. Yeah, and you do that, and you can get through it that way as well. That's an interesting way to do it. As well maybe we'll do that another time down the road. But right now we're just going straight through with this and um, I'm I'm excited to get into this one today because we're going to be looking at a couple of passages of Scripture, one in particular that I think is used quite a bit. In fact, it's become quite popular. You'll see half of this verse that we're going to be looking at um, on a lot of mugs or on a t-shirt or on a sign or something like that, uh, but I think that a lot of times we really miss the meaning or the context of what it's talking about. And so though it, it might even be Trying to portray a, a you know, a truth, I I think that we miss so much more on the fullness of what God is trying to say uh or is saying to us. But enough talking about what we're going to talk about. Let's get into it here. And if you'd follow along while I read Psalm chapter 46 and then Psalm chapter 47, I'm gonna start in verse one of chapter 46. It says this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth shall be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters and are, uh, roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with a swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is a refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He who makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and he cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will exalt among, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. And then, Chapter 47, it says this, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under it, the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. God has gone up with a shout the Lord with a sound of a trumpet sing praises to God sing praises sing praises to our king sing praises for God is the king of all the earth sing praises with understanding God reigns over the nations God sits on his holy throne the princes of the people have gathered together the people of God of Abraham for the shields of the earth belong to God he is greatly exalted before we get into verse or chapter 46 I really just want to point out how incredible chapter 47 is. There's just a couple things that really stick out to me. One, of course, is the kingship of God. We see this. He is the king over all the earth. You you know, God is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's who Jesus Christ is, and he is above everything, and he is above everyone, even the kings here, and he has the rightful claim to that throne, the duger, the rightful, the lawful claim to that throne. But also, one of the things that I love is in chapter one, it says, shout to God with a voice of triumph, with a voice of triumph. You know, so many times I think as Christians, we go into situations and we come with a whisper of defeat rather than a shout of triumph. And we need to have a shout of triumph in our life. You know, this is shouts of grace. And, and and that is the thing that we need in our life is the grace to complete it. And it comes with a shout of grace. You know, sometimes you just need to stop and tell your problem how big your God is, how great your God is, and how he has won the battle already. So that trouble, that problem, that trial, whatever it is is standing in your way, they need to back up. They need to back up because God is coming to bring the victory. But then, I also just can't help but notice in this chapter, it talks about how God is to be exalted, and He is exalted, and I pray that He is exalted in your life as well but I really want to get into Psalm chapter 46. There's two verses in particular that I want to look at here this morning. The first one is verse 1, and it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So it starts off here, God is our refuge and strength. You know, when everything around you in this world is raging, you can go to the refuge of God. God is a strong tower. He is one that comes and is a stronghold for your life. You can be safe and secure from the greatest storms, from anything that is raging in your life, if you will but run to God. And so many people they, they live their life, and their life has destruction all around it, and that destruction sucks them in because they refuse to run to God. Don't do that in your life. Don't do that. Stop, turn, find refuge in God. You know, when things get bad, you need to turn to God in prayer. You know, when things get bad, you need to turn to God in reading his word. You know, when things get bad, you need to turn to God and be with the people of God and go to church. You need to go, and in times of difficulty, don't drift away from God, but run to him because he is a refuge. But then the next thing it says, it says, and strength, and strength. You know it's not just that when things get difficult in life, that God's a refuge. You know, i I, I can tell you when it comes to trials i've I've had I, I don't know if I would say the privilege, um but I, I've had the opportunity, I guess, to go through a, a lot of different trials in life. A lot of different trials in life, you know, um, whether it's it's health issues. Before the time I was twenty, I had over twenty surgeries in life. I mean, I, I I've gone through a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, if you listen to the Psalm twenty three series, one of my my favorite series, one that seemed to uh, be impactful to a lot of people as well. If you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to go check it out. Psalm chapter twenty three, here at uh, Shouts of Grace at Substack. It's shoutsofgrace.substack.com. That's what it is. You know, one of these days I'll learn what the uh, what the website is. Um, but Psalm twenty three, if you listen to that series, I uh, go through how my wife and I we've we've gone through um, multiple miscarriages and uh, and infertility and and, uh, and and that. I mean, there's there's trials that come with that, and I'm I'm thankful, especially when going through trials, that. God is a refuge. There have been many times where I've come and take refuge in, in God. Where I, I've had times where people have come up against me, and and it's just time where the only thing that you can do is turn to God. And one of my favorite things to do is uh, to go and to just worship Him, to just worship Him. Another one of my things to do, of course, is to go on a a, a walk and just to to pray to God in the midst of some of those those really tough trials, but. I'm thankful that he's not just a refuge. He's also a strength. Because the refuge, well, that that really gives this idea of running to him as a defense. But the strength is when you can get up out of the defense because you have to go into face the next day and you have to go through the difficulty. Sometimes God allows you to come and to be a refuge, or or He's a refuge for you, and you can go and hide from the difficulty, get away from it by going and having fellowship with God, but other times He gives you the strength to go through the difficulty, to go through the trial, what you're going through, and to plow through, not by your strength, but by His strength. But whether He is choosing to be a refuge in this time or a strength to you, He gives both. It just depends on on what he's calling you to do at the time. Either one, the second half of the verse is true and ought to give you comfort, and you can know that he can do this in multiple ways because he is our strength, because he is our refuge. It says this, a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. You know, we've all gone through life and if you haven't gone through this yet in life, you, you will at some point in time, where you have people around you when things are easy. When things are easy, they're around and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be there just when, when it's easy. And as soon as things get difficult, they'll run away. They'll run away. They won't be there. You know, I I recall a time when I was getting ready to face a a really difficult meeting. It was one that it it was very obvious that this meeting was going to be extremely difficult. There was uh, somebody who was was upset and you could tell that they were going to bring their their frustrations and their anger um, not to me privately, but I could tell that they were going to bring it to a public meeting. And they were going to go and speak their mind, and they were going to go and be in opposition. And, and this person, it was very much proven that they were in the wrong, uh, even in the midst of this. And I remember before this meeting and realizing that it was going to be tough calling a friend of mine who had had been there in the midst of uh, trying to go and to reach out to this person, trying to get them to go and to repent from their sin, trying to go and, and to get them to turn away from these things and, and going and getting counsel, and they knew what was going on. On and, and just asking them, saying, Hey, are, are you, uh, you know, I mean, this is a really big meeting that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure there's going to be, you know, some fireworks that are going on. Um, I just want to make sure that you're going to be there. And the person goes and says, uh, Well, you know, I mean, I've got, I don't know, I've got this thing going on, but, 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 you know, I'll try. Well, they don't show up. They don't show up. If you haven't had that happen yet in life, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but you're going to have that happen. In life and you know the fireworks did go off, but God was my strength at that point in time and uh, gave me the uh, the the moral fortitude to not retaliate but to sit back and to uh, just go and and take what the person said and let it kind of bounce off of us off of me and it ended up that the person they thought they had all the numbers that they needed and they were lacking. One vote, and they ended up looking like a complete fool in front of a bunch of people that they tried to pack in uh, to the house to try to go and to make you look bad, but instead they ended up being the ones with egg on their face. And that's the way often God works. But God, even though this other person wasn't able or willing really to show up, God was able and he was willing and he did show up. And that's because he's a very present help in trouble. When you get into trouble, when you're going through difficulties, God is a present help. He's a present help. He's not a far-off help. He's not one that that, that is, is is going to, to, to not show up. He's going to be there. I love that about God. But while speaking about all of these trials, the next verse that I want to point out is the one that I had mentioned at the beginning of this devotional, saying that a lot of times you'll see this, it's kind of become, I I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's kind of become commercialized, right? It's become kind of a slogan. You know, there's certain things that become a slogan um, at different times They become popular. And this is one of them, and it's found in verse 10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Now, the unfortunate thing, in my opinion, is that it's not the verse that's become uh, the slogan or that part of the verse, that phrase, that they actually take it down to just a few words and they say, be still and know, be still and know. You you might be one of those people who has a be still and know sign or something like that. And it's great because in your mind, you might be going and saying, you you know, be still and know that I'm God. But I, I often wonder, especially when you go and you look at the statistics for the biblical literacy, How many people don't realize that's what it says? Be still and know that I am God. And so they leave the... in grammar, the subject out right of the uh, of the phrase there of that sentence there be still and know that I am God that they take the subject out that uh that, that we're to to actually know something that it's the the important part here is is God that's the main thing in this that we are to know God not just to know not just to be still and know and then you you know it kinds to become ooh flimsy and mystical and things like that uh, now of course if you're finishing the phrase in your mind I'm 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 not upset with you. But if you think I'm not upset with you, even if you're not finishing the phrase in your mind, but uh, but but I don't want it to seem like I'm picking on you because I would know what it's referring to. And you probably know what it's referring to. But I I wonder if the average person walking down the store aisle knows what in the world that's talking about. And if they just think that, ooh it's this mystical thing of, ooh just be still and know. And wow, that sounds cool. You know, I, I think that's kind of dangerous because you're taking God out of it. But if you know what it is, then uh, and it's a reminder to you, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the point that I really want to get to in this verse had nothing to do with that, so sorry about that. That was, that was all extra. It is, is that this phrase or this verse or this part of the verse, be still and know that I'm God, is often used. But do we know the next part of the verse that comes? it says, I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. And if you go back and you look at the context of this, we see that it's talking about nations and kingdoms. You know, when we are to be still, it is when there is tumult that's in our life, when there's difficulty that's in our life. We are to know, and what are we to know? That God is God, but then specifically that he will be exalted among nations and that he will be exalted even in the earth. This verse, I hate to tell this to all the pietists out there, this is a political verse. This is a political verse that's going and saying that in the midst of tumult, in the midst of difficulty. Specifically within nations, cultural chaos. We are to be the ones who don't get caught up in the chaos. That doesn't mean that you don't engage, but it means that we're not getting caught up in the chaos. We're not getting all hurried and worried and scurried, but that we're still, and while everybody else is speaking something different, we say, I know. God, and I'm going to exalt him right here, right now among the nations, right here, right now in the earth, and I know that he will be exalted. And if you kind of piggyback off of the next chapter, we know that he's going to be exalted because in verse 7 of Psalm 47, it says, for God is the king of all the earth sing praises with understanding. And then verse eight, it says, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Do we point people to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords? Is that our calmness when they're coming and bringing moral anarchy, moral chaos into this world? And it's all over, right? This is the the, the month of June. This is pride month, And instead of pride month and taking pride in our sin, we're making it praise month where we're praising our God. We stop and we say in the midst of this chaos, you need to look up. You need to see the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, be still and know that he is God, that he will be exalted among the nations. That he will be exalted on the earth. Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1 8 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes He leads us, waiting for His hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise there's nothing we can't overcome. So that voice. Wo-